new year it is 2022 you know the vibes and happy new year y'all oh my gosh i can't believe it is we're going into our third year of the panoramic i'm over corona corona is stealing my youth corona is actually this is my prime and she's stealing my prime and she better not steal my opportunity to go to toronto in january because i will shake this ass with some feathers on down broad street if i have to girl you're talking about opportunities for freaking carabana i'm trying to meet a man this year okay i was supposed to be married by 27 i'm about to be 24 i ain't got no man <laughs> I don't even know where to begin to look for a man. Hinge is getting scary. Hinge is getting scary, yo. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. At this point, I think my, my mom or my, my family's gonna try to set me up with somebody at church or something. I'm about to just start asking other people, you got a friend? <laughs> Listen, I've been doing that. Okay, I'm trying. Anyway, speaking of family though, today's episode, blood ain't thicker than water. No, no, it's not. Look, I'm sure everybody went back home for the holidays and had to deal with family that honestly, we would have rather just avoided until further notice. <laughs> Please don't, like, don't look away. Sometimes like being around your family is just so draining. Like it just feels like everybody wants or expects something from you every damn second of the day. It's just like, bro, like you go home, they want you to resume your house girl duties or they expect you to start paying for stuff because you're grown and employed. You should be able to take care of everybody now. Or they want you to just share all the great things you're supposed to be doing so that your family looks like they're winning family Olympics. Mm. And it's just like, dude, I, for one, do not want to have to continue repeating this stuff to people. For two, I need a break too. No, that's facts. Shit, imagine actually living with your family though. Those those feelings never go away. Especially when family come over to visit you. They got 101 damn questions for you. Like what's going, actually, you're worried about me. Aren't you on your second husband? (laughs) Where about your child? Where about your child? No, you know, seriously. Thanksgiving clapbacks is actually the entire holiday season clapbacks, okay? Yeah, starting November, it just doesn't end until next year. Because <laughs> people be coming to you with their rubbish. Foolishness. Foolishness, man. No, but like being first gen, you honestly firsthand see like from your parents, just how much of yourself your family expects for you to give up. Like, you get older, you realize there's a huge difference, though, between expectations and entitlement. And look, I will be calling out entitled family. Brace yourself. A lot of people are going to get hurt after this podcast today. Honestly, maybe. Listen, but I don't know. Like, I understand, like, actually, no, I don't understand. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because (laughs) because just because you gave up something means I got to give up something. That was just your destiny in our lineage. You know what I'm saying? Back Look, no, I'm so sorry. As as messed up as it sounds, there's a choice. Some examples of like entitlement in our families, like you know, we always talk about social media. It's a staple in our podcast. It is what it is. It's our life. But Zane, like, how do you feel like social media plays in the entitlement with our families? So social media definitely plays a huge part of it because of the fact that um, I mean, I I don't know about the rest of you guys. I family, honestly, all over the world, and they don't necessarily understand what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to get the things that you're showing on social media. So, like, it's very easy to post a picture of a house or post a picture of a car, but they don't realize that behind that house and car, you're working 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week to make sure that you can maintain that and provide that for your family. Like, um, 
I know every foreign person has had their parents send a barrel back home at some point, yo. Like the barrel ending days ended with my parents. Don't look my way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sending no barrels. I'm sorry. Like, yo, my I I just now got to keep my very first iPhone because I paid for it. Every other iPhone I've had has gotten sent back home in a damn barrel. What's happening? I'm so <laughs> like, sorry. And sometimes they don't even appreciate what's in the barrel. Yes, that's a big thing too. Like you send over all this stuff and they're like, oh, well, this isn't brand new Michael Kors or this isn't brand new Nike. And it's just like, yo, Mm -hmm. you know how much that shit costs, bro? (laughs) I just, it's it's too much. Also, I feel like on top of like seeing your family members on social media, even sometimes your intermediate family members may see you for once not working and having fun with your friends and they're like, Oh, you don't hang out with us or you don't you don't share your fun time with us. Like Yeah. Bro, like if I get a minute to breathe or a minute to just be around my friends or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want to hang out with you. Now you're getting a little entitled with my time. Yeah, that's true too. Like, no. And I'm glad you actually brought up like the image thing earlier and just like the family Olympics. Yeah. I feel like family members sometimes feel entitled to your success. Like that is big too. Like they take ownership of your success. Yeah, like it doesn't even make sense because like you didn't read a book, you didn't take a test. Like now you're trying to tell everyone, like, oh, she works for this, or she does this, or oh, or literally your niece that you've never spoken to is like, oh, she's a doctor now. Like, yeah, where where did you come in? Why are you trying to, you know, dick eat as the young and say? (laughs) <laughs> like part of me growing up i i understand it just because at the end of the day they have made sacrifices to kind of like invest in you so mm-hmm. your success is a reflection of their investment you know bright price and everything you're gonna pay for what i put into this and what i produce but it does get to a certain point where it's just like okay at this point you're not even appreciating my accomplishments for what it is you're mm-hmm. only appreciating it appreciating it for the fact that you now get to brag about it to god knows who and i'm glad you said that and i'm gonna jump forward to one of our questions but one of our things was like you said do you feel like we owe it to our family to pay it forward and that kind of piggybacks off of that because personally i feel like what do you mean what do you mean by that i i don't feel like i owe anybody to pay it forward i think i owe it to myself i owe it to my kids because at the end of the day like we didn't ask to be here you know what I'm saying? Like they made the choice to have us. So I think I owe it to my future lineage to pay it forward. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, I think to a certain extent, and I feel like it also depends, excuse me, I think it also depends what exactly you're like paying forward. So for example, let's say that you had parents that from the day that you were born, they were saving for your college education and they paid that off so that you don't have to worry about debt once you're done with school. In that case, I feel like You don't need to pay for it essentially that, oh, let me go buy my mom a brand new car. Let me go buy her like a brand new house. But like small things, like if your mom is trying to go on a trip or like if she has a goal for herself, you can kind of do what you can to help financially support that if you are able to. But again, if you are able to, you should not be killing yourself trying to make sure that you're quote unquote paying it forward. Because at this point now you're just, you're playing yourself. Why? You're right. When you put it that way, okay, I guess like you do owe it to them to be successful because it's kind of like in college when I would see kids like their parents were pushing them through school and they would not go to class. It's just like, bro, like you're not paying for anything and you can't even do the bare minimum of going to The bare minimum, yeah. 
So in that instance, yeah, you do owe it to your parents. But the way I'm thinking is just like, I don't think kids really owe their parents a lot of stuff. They had us, that was their choice, but kids shouldn't owe their parents anything in a sense. And and this, unless it's a sense of, yeah, I'm pushing you through school and I'm providing for you and stuff like that. But if you're doing the bare minimum as a parent, you know, food, shelter, water, I don't think your kids owe you that much. Sorry. I mean, I think it also isn't necessarily to be thought about in a materialistic aspect because I mean at the end of the day the way that life is you're a baby at the beginning and you're kind of a baby at the end too you get to a point where other people do have to take care of you I feel like in that sense yes you should pay it forward that okay your parents took care of you you should now not be one of those kids that okay you you put your mom in a nursing home you don't even visit her you haven't seen her in two years yeah that's a little messed up like that is a whole nother level of you ain't shit because yeah. yeah you shouldn't be an ain't shit person you shouldn't be an ain't shit person yeah but in terms of like that in terms of paying it forward i feel like um that also opens another like another question of just in terms of enabling behavior so sometimes you enable this behavior and it opens the door for disrespected boundaries you know like your family mm-hmm. is no longer giving a shit about the fact that you have rent to pay or you have a mortgage to pay or you have three kids at home to feed they're now just saying, okay, but why can't you send me money? You're telling them this and they're still money, money, money. You're not sending me this. You're a bad sister because of this. Like, oh, you went to America and just forgot about us. Like, I feel like a lot of our parents probably have heard that before. Like, you went to America and started acting brand new. Shoot, I have family members that do that in America. <laughs> like, what? It don't matter. And that's, that's even crazier, too, because it's like we all got the same bills to pay and we all getting taxed the same money, like, you know? This, this ain't nothing new. We all came up here with a mission. You forgot your brochure? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? You you forgot the plan, sis? Like, <laughs> no. Like, someone that really be coming up here is still being a leech. Like, in that sense, you should have just stayed back home where, you know, where your house is owed to you, not to the bank. You know, where... Yeah. Like, the water, if you want to take a bath, go down in the river. Shit is free. Shit is sweet. You know what I'm saying? Don't come up with people migrating and still trying to be a leash and be mad. And yeah. And boundaries. It makes me wonder, though, like, did the entitlement come first? Or, like, did the enabling come first? Like, it's it's hard to... I feel like it's probably hard to make a clear distinction between the two just because of the fact that, like... Yes, you can feel like somebody owes you whatever or whatever, but if you keep on enabling that, you keep on giving into that and not saying no, then yes, yeah. their entitlement just grows stronger and stronger. But also, yeah. I feel like, were you entitled or were they entitled if you're the one that started enabling the behavior in the first place? Because now, I feel like if you start with the enabling, you're probably just trying to... In- a sense show off or show like oh i'm doing so good in america whether or not you actually are yeah and even so just so the non-first gen people don't feel left out but i know that it happens with some black families in america where for example someone becomes an uh, a new athlete or whatever or, or i don't know they just come up in some type of way and then you have a whole bunch of people trying to leech off of you and you feel entitled or you feel bad and they feel entitled to them your come up as well. Yeah, that's true. It's not even just athletics. Like I feel like athletics in black families is probably like the first way. Um mm-hmm. just because I mean, I'm not saying it's an easier route, but No, I'll be feeling bad for them. You ever see them during draft day? As soon as their name get called, they look at their family like, Who the hell are y'all? 
<laughs> like that's my favorite part of the NFL draft, watching their faces when the like the black kids win, the black kids get up. They really be looking at their family members like, and um, yeah, I'm still little Dante. Okay, you ain't getting shit from me. Good night. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can't fault them. You cannot fault them. No, I will say sometimes I'm happy I was not athletic. Um, because look, y'all gonna hate me. Y'all ain't getting shit. <laughs> the only thing is this, because my little brothers are athletes, you know, I ain't gonna look at him sideways, but he could sling me a couple thousand dollars because all that gas I took <laughs> in the practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if your little ass practice, you at least owe me a good 5,000 of gas. All right. But- I don't, I don't think that's a big ass. But, you know, some people be like, all right, so where's my new car? Like, for example, um, ah, who was I want to say it was like Kendrick Lamar or something like that. Like he bought his sister a brand new car and it was like a brand new Nissan. And people are saying like, oh, you only got her a Nissan. You make all that bread and you got her a Nissan. Like she wasn't complaining. The world was complaining. But there are family members that you do something like that for them. And they're like, what is this? This isn't the newest, the latest and the greatest. It's crazy because some family, it'd be the same family members if you didn't make it, they'll be talking shit about you. Like, hella shit, yo. Hella shit. There are some family members that are so shady. Those be the biggest, the biggest beggars, but they are so shady. I have seen and been in rooms with some extended family members that would talk the utmost shit on other family members behind their back and then smile at their face at barbecues and holidays. Like, no. what? And kids were not off limits either. Like, no. Like Dr. Umar said, I am going to create a mental hospital for you <laughs> sick Negroes. <laughs> I hate you for saying that. <laughs> Y'all are sick. Like, what? No, no and then they be mad when you're when you cut them off. When you grow up and you realize this person really ain't shit, you cut them off. Like you're shocked. You're shocked. Don't be shocked, asshole. I personally don't have. I don't have time for shady people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, shady family is not excluded. It just it don't even make no sense. It, it's like, don't you want better for your lineage too? Like some of them be shady towards the kids. Like I said earlier, like. Wouldn't, don't you want everybody to be better than you? They struggle with seeing the younger generation better than them. That shit is so weird to me, though, because it's just like you are a grown adult. Like, again, back to choices. You made the choices in your life that have led you to whatever position you are. If you don't like that position, you also have the option to make other choices that will change that for you. These kids have absolutely nothing to do with the choices that you made for yourself. So why are you jealous of them? And they're your blood. It's one thing if it's like some random child, like this is your blood. It's really sad. It's really sad to see it that way because, and it just, it just brings, it like brews a different level of hatred and a different level of toxicity. And like between me, I understand there's a difference between like having difficult family members mm-hmm. and having overall toxic family members. Because at the end of the day, first of all, first of all, the devil hates the idea of family. Okay. Family is a type of unity and we all know the devil hates any type of unity. So he will naturally create some turmoil mm-hmm. by default, but that don't give people the right to blame the devil for you acting like a shit person. Okay. You cannot blame the devil for you being a toxic husband, toxic wife, toxic daughter, son, so on, or whatever you want to call yourself. Sucks. Like, no, like for me personally, 
if you're a difficult person, it's just like, okay, like we just don't see eye to eye on certain topics. I can't really talk to this person. We don't really rock like that. Okay. I'm going to sit over here. We agree to disagree, but it gets toxic when the person is like a manipulator. Yeah. Or they're just doing spiteful shit. It doesn't make any sense. Like how do you deal with the toxicity of family or just like, I don't know. How do you go about that? Because for me, I cut niggas off. I don't care. I was about to say, look, firstly, it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. Look. Sip, sip, ho. I Look, I don't have the patience for it. Like, I mean, I grew up in a different type of family dynamic anyways. Like, for me, I have my immediate family. And then a lot of my extended family, like, I'm either not that close with or I don't know that much about them. So for me, I hear stuff or I see stuff and I'm easily like, yeah, I don't want that around me. So I'm not going right. to go out of my way to keep that person in my life or like extend the conversation. Because at the end of the day, like, I just feel like there's no need for me to. I mean, I'm also a very dismissive person. So I feel like once I do sense that, I'm not going to forget the shadiness. That's another thing with family. People feel like, oh, because it's your family, like you could just swipe under the trash shit that they do. Yeah, but look, no, I don't. Eventually, do that. that pile will be revealed. You can only sweep under the rug so much. The rug is only but so big. I'm not sweeping. The, I'm not sweeping anything under the rug. You did what you did. Sit on it. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're cut off cold turkey. I'll be cutting off in both too. I I'll cut off my aunt and her kids. I don't care. <laughs> like. No, I, sometimes you have to, like, sometimes you really do have to, because at the end of the day, if you're supporting their mindset as well, then you're part of the problem. Like there are plenty of families. This is, it's also portrayed like in media. I'm, I'm happy that it is being more portrayed in media now, but there are plenty of families out there where like somebody in the family experienced some type of sexual assault by somebody else in the family. And people will sit there and act like nothing happened just so that the family dynamic is cordial. So everybody can be around each other. Like, no, it gets to a point where you do need to hold people accountable for their actions. And the fact that they, they're your blood and they did that to somebody that is within the family, that is not acceptable. And just because their family does not mean that they should be forgiven. Because at the end of the day, if they weren't blood and it was somebody else who did it, you'd be the first one saying they need to be locked up. They yep. need to be punished. Yep. Like the same way that you treat an outsider who did that stuff, you need to hold your family to the same standards. So another thing that I was thinking about, so like everybody has heard the saying that, you know, like blood is thicker than water, but there's more to the saying that a lot of people don't even know exists. So the whole saying is actually the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means exactly the opposite of everything that we've been taught. So what do you think about that? Yeah, that's crazy. Cause it's a lot of things like that. It's like, you have to do your own research because People will have swindled it any way that favors them. To fit the narrative. So personally, I agree more with the full saying than I agree with the blood is thicker than water. Because at the end of the day, there are people that I have been through the trances with that I would trust more with my life than people that I share the same blood with. I agree. I have, like, yeah, I agree in the same way. There are people, first of all, I feel like my friends... My close friends, you know, we went through this with a couple uh, episode ago. Your real friends, okay? My real friends know me more than my family members. Yeah. So yeah, like if if something was to happen to me or if I had to be at a certain spot, my extended family members would not know anything. They would know the first place to look. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at Chipotle. So. <laughs> 
Ew. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you. If that is not this, that is not. I don't believe it. I believe more of the original saying. So that's why I need to stop telling lies and read out the whole thing and stop trying to fit things for your narrative. Blood is not thicker than water. I don't know where you pull that out of your ass. Maybe that person couldn't read. Yeah, it it all comes down to experiences for me, you know, like sharing certain experiences with friends is truly what makes them family. Like I, you could say you're my aunt, you could say that you, my uncle, whatever, but at the end of the day, I got aunts and uncles that are not blood, that Mm -hmm. know more about me and are closer to me and check up on me more than people that are my blood. I agree. So how do we go about cutting off shady family? Uh, Like I said earlier, I cut them off in bulk. Okay, like I'm cold turkey with it. I will see a situation. I've been in situations where I, I would say when I was 18, I cut off my entire dad's side of the family. Um, and I don't give a shit. It's my podcast, so I can say it. Uh, um, <laughs> when you become a certain age, when you're a kid, you don't really realize things that are happening around you or at least paying attention because you just focus on being a kid. But mm-hmm. when you get older and start realizing that the adults are really immature, yeah. Or you're more just you're more mature than adults and you just start seeing shady things or, you know, you feel like you got disrespected in a way Bye. you know, what I'm saying like, I don't, I don't need to sit around for this. I don't need to be cool with this. And whoever ain't going to stand up for me, you're cut off, too. Yeah. So for me, I cut everybody off in bulk. You know, you if you were talking to somebody about me or I hear about it or if I just have an idea, my spirit just told me they was talking shit. Cut off. Both. I'll forget that you exist, bro. Like, Yeah, for me, I feel like, not even just family, I, I do this with everybody. I feel like everybody deserves a chance, at least. Um, so I'm willing to give that chance, but just know that that one chance is very important for the fate of our relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, from that, I kind of just see, okay, is this something that um, I feel like we can come back from or no? Um, If it's not something we can come back from, then that's the end of it. I don't feel like I need to maintain a fake relationship for the sake of being quote unquote cordial. Like we can be cordial by just not speaking. I I feel like that's considered cordial too. What people need to realize you don't always have to speak to somebody for y'all to be cordial. If you can exist in the same space without saying anything to each other, then whatever. Like if that's what it is, that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. And I just prefer to not be in the same space as you. So. (laughs) <laughs> look we're all getting older i'm at the point where i i don't have a man but i gotta start thinking about the kids that i may or may not have you know like this mm-hmm. family is going to be the same family that they're born into and it's going to be the same family shit that follows them if i find a man and when i find a man this family is going to be the family that he ends up joining i'm gonna to have to tell him about this family he's gonna to have to meet some of this family so i just feel like i'm at the point where i need to start thinking about okay like what is actually what and who is actually a good reflection of me and mm-hmm. what I want to be seen of my family? Because honestly, sometimes not every single part of your family is something that you want people to actually see and experience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's certainly, especially certain type of conversations. We even got to get into that today, but certain conversations, especially if you're in the middle of four in person, mm. it's going to be hard to explain why that person can't walk and the doctor said nothing was wrong with girl. Girl. <laughs> Look, some of y'all gonna understand that, and the ones that don't. The girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh! You know, look, 
People are people, whether they're your family or your friends. And it's, it's okay to identify weirdos in your family. Like, if you don't want them in your life, that's fine. You don't have to speak to, you don't have to hang out with anybody, friends or family that you feel like aren't genuinely for you and that don't care about you and just want to suck your mental health or your finances. Yep. Family is self-appointed. You choose who your family is at the end of the day. So look, it's a new year. Figure out who's actually family, who do you want to continue to grow with, and who is just out here being a leech. Because like I said, blood is not sick of the water. 